Hello, and welcome to the RevOps Show. This episode gets into a term that we've all heard about and are still talking about and will not stop talking about, go-to-market strategy. According to Roger Martin, go-to-market strategy is the sexiest business term in 2023, so why not talk about it? Doug and Jess discuss what go-to-market strategy is, how to build your strategy, and they dive into the five questions that you should be asking yourself about your go-to-market strategy. So without further ado, let's get into the RevOps show. What's going on, Jess? Hey, Doug. (laughs) What's the word, Jess? The bird is the word. Everyone knows that the bird. You know what? I got to get that on the. That's missing on the soundboard. That is. Oh God. I'm gonna regret. I'm gonna regret 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 saying that to you as regularly as I do now. <laughs> that is that is absolutely missing on the soundboard. Here's where I am, Jess. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. I don't I don't know how to respond to that. I've got I've got my my sound bite deck. I've got my mixing board now. Yeah. We are the I'm, uh, I'm feeling the audio way visual about it. of these shows are just gonna they, we are we are climb we are we are turned up. We're up leveling, we're I'm leveling sorry. up. Sorry, hang on. Did you just use the term turnt with a we're T not up. an E not an E D. Oh, Doug. It's spelled T-U-R-N-T. We're turned up. Okay. I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> we, are, we are raising our game. Uh, We're taking things to another level. Wow. I was going to say, I'm feeling a way about you getting this, this, all this new equipment. I've cleaned my desk off. I've got a, I've done some reorganization so that... <laughs> We are. You are way too excited about this. You're way you know, too excited. You know, Jess, the thing is, um, from from a very, very early age, uh, a new AV toy to play with has always been like. like I know. I, I remember know, that, when you I remember when Doug you got Christmas. I remember when you got your soundboard. I remember you were excited. Well, you were excited. Y- you know, I don't only have it, this is the second version of my soundboard because remember my first soundboard only had a three by three major. I I remember and that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough this sounds for you. Fours. This is eight by four. <sighs> Lucky us. Oh my god. <laughs> you, you know what the rules are, Jess? First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is. You do not talk about Fight Club. Yep. Yep. That is what I'm talking about. There we go. Off to a great start. A great focused start today. We're recording on a Tuesday. I don't know that we've ever recorded on a Tuesday before, Doug. Well, isn't this second Tuesday? This is second Tuesday. It's true. I mean, I mean, technically speaking, this is this is second Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, curious. Um, for those of you that... I think we talked about it in an earlier episode. Several years ago, we decided to get rid of Mondays. There is no Monday. There is only first and, Tuesday and second Tuesday. And by the way, you know what? People would make fun of us, I bet. I bet you people probably hear that and go, that's just ridiculous. That's just stupid. But did things get better or did they not get better or did they stay the same since we eliminated Mondays? They got better. They got better. They got much better. They did. It's all about mentality. What do you mean mentality? <laughs> it's all about your mentality to how you approach the week. I, I understand. I'm much more positive. You physically when... got rid of Monday. I don't understand oh, what oh, I don't understand what mentality means. Oh my dear God. Yep. Okay. Yes, Doug. I, I physically got rid of we we physically got rid of Mondays. Yes. <laughs> um you're this is this is very, very this is very confusing to me. Let me, <laughs> let me try to recenter. Oh my God. Let me try to refocus. So, um, so we're recording twice this week. We're going to attempt to record twice this week. We have not recorded twice this week, so I don't want to. And then we've got, and then we should record next week. 
And then we'll record next week. Now we're in the midst of our best of series. We are. But so we've got today plus tentatively two more episodes. Correct. Before inbound. Before inbound. So, you know, when we got back from inbound last year, Mm -hmm. you and I agreed that we should have recorded an episode while we were in. Did we, did we agree to that? We did. I don't. Okay. All right. So. The, the problem to record an episode while we're there is is there's a lot going on. We've, we're talking to a lot of people. Yep. Maybe you break away. So I haven't figured out. Doug's going to put me on the spot. Go ahead. Friday morning from 1 to 2 a.m. Oh, my God. We're not. No, we're not doing that. In the lobby of the Westin. Did we talk about this last year? The fact that you, you made it so I wouldn't sleep <laughs> at all because I left it. I made it. Yeah, it was your fault. I, 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 I think it I was think a challenge that, that you had in your head that you had, you felt the need to fulfill and you, you won. I think you said something about I'm going to bed early Thursday night because I have an early fight flight Friday. What time is your flight? My flight was like, like at six. Yeah. Six. Okay. Yeah. It was at six. And I, and I think I said, well, with a flight at six, wouldn't it be easier just not to go to sleep at inbound? And you said, no way. That is not going to happen. And then there we were at 3 a.m. of the lobby of the Westin. And I had a decision to make of what do I do? I go to sleep and chance sleeping through my alarm or do I just stay awake for the, well, for the next two hours? Well, no, I think I think what actually happened was <laughs> you said, wait, I still need to pack. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. I'm tired thinking about it right now. You know, it's funny you say that because. <laughs> I was thinking about it over the weekend and I got tired thinking about it. Well, so I think you were the real loser in this scenario. Oh, I was by far. I got on a plane and I can't sleep on planes. Like this was the other thing. Like, so I didn't sleep. But you did fall asleep on that flight because you were that tired. Did you not? No, I did not. I did. I cannot sleep on airplanes, but I got home and took a coma for like 10 hours, which was middle of the day. You, however... (laughs) We're up till 3 a.m. and then had a full day of inbound, if I'm not mistaken, on Friday. Oh, I so I overslept. <laughs> oh, that's which right. I think it's not a thing. And then I remember <laughs> we went out to lunch with a couple reps. I, I was like, I could barely stand. It was so, yeah, I, I was so hurting. Um, so this year we're not leaving till like our flight out is not till like four o'clock. Oh my god, and I'm and so our choice was noon or four and drew wants. there's a couple of sessions he wants to go to. Yeah. I actually thought about telling him just go back on your own. <laughs> Cause I don't know how I'm going to make it to four o'clock. I really don't hang out at the lobby of the Weston. I'm, I'm leaving in the morning, but I don't think my flights is early. I think I have an 8 a.m. flight this time. Not a, not a 6 a.m. flight. Well, yeah. And that's a, like the other thing too, that's just an absolute, maybe it won't be as bad this year. Cause remember they had Barack Obama. As the last <sighs> session. Was so that remember, last we year? Couldn't even use Skyway. Yeah, remember, we couldn't use the Skyway. That's right. Right. But so like everybody had their bags. At, they, at, they didn't do bag check. Okay. No, they, well, they didn't do bag check at, at BCEC. Right. So like you had to wait in, I think we had to wait in like a 40 minute line. Oh, it was, uh, okay. And, and, and so like we didn't stay for Barack for two reasons. I One remember. Was, <laughs> it was like. Theoretically, we would have made our flight, but I was like, "Yeah, this ain't, yeah. this ain't happening." And that was that was uh, that was hard. And of course, our all our uh, all our young team members they had long since. Uh... Yeah. Now, I remember George was with us for much of it. Did he stay? Was he with us till the end, or was not till the end? Like, but almost. George, I think George yeah. was there till like one. <laughs> I think George tapped out at one. And I think at that point in my mind, I had passed the point of it's again, it's like a judgment call. Do you go to sleep and chance? And then, well, I don't think you could have, I mean, what would, the, what would the point of going to sleep? I would have gone to sleep for like had two hours. Less than an hour. Yeah. By the time I packed and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember Ashley was trying to stay up and she finally said, you know what? I, I got to go to bed. <laughs> she was trying. She didn't want to miss anything. So I know. I know. All righty. 
So how about that? That's our that's our pre inbound conversation. So we um, are not recording an inbound on Thursday oh, night at one a.m. Just to just to recap. <laughs> oh, sorry. So so at two a.m. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, today I want to talk about go to market strategy. Go to market. What is it? Why is it? <laughs> Why is it important? So let's. So you, oh, go ahead. So you know, I do that one of my favorite um, thinkers on strategy, one of my favorite authors is is Roger Martin. Yep. Wrote the book Design a Business. Wrote the book Play to Win. Yep. Um, was the dean at Rotman School of Business, which is University of Toronto. He writes a series of articles on, on a regular basis on um, on Medium. Here's his latest um, title: "The Downside of Go-to-Market Strategy." Sounds sexy, but not helpful. That's the article title. Sexiest business terms in 2023 from Roger Martin. Are you ready? Top five sexiest business terms in 2023. Ready? Yep. Go to market strategy. Sales motion. DevOps. He had a funny line. It's like, apparently they forget it's just operations. Data analytics and AI scientist. Oh, you knew AI was going to be in there. Here's what he says about go-to-market strategy. I share this because we should, as we're going to talk about go-to-market strategy. Peak hype, right? Go-to-market strategy is one of those business terms that has become super sexy. I find it interesting how the phenomenon works. Somebody stumbles onto an evocative term to describe a business activity that has gone on forever, and the thing suddenly becomes super cool. Companies have been going to their markets forever. But go-to-market strategy sounds exciting and new. And it is action oriented, involving going from here to market. It is practical sounding, simple words, and good ones like go and market. Business people love it, especially in technology companies. With that as a precursor, Jeff, <laughs> let's talk about go to market strategy. Okay. So, where do you want to start? Let's start with how would you define go to market strategy? How, how would I define go to market strategy? Yep. Let's see how my friend Roger. Martin defines go-to-market strategy. Um, what is go-to-market strategy? A company's... Uh, so this is according to jargonism. According to jargonism? Jar jargonism. Jargonism. jargonism, okay. Jargonism.com. Okay. A company's strategy on how to sell their product or service. This includes the decision between using a sales force or a self-serve sales process, which is where the buyer can buy. The company's product without ever interacting with a sales rep from the company or product-led growth. Here's how Gartner defines. A go-to-market strategy is a plan that details how an organization can engage with customers to convince them to buy their product or service and to gain a competitive advantage. A go-to-market strategy includes tactics related to pricing, sales, and channels. The buying journey, new product or service launches, product rebranding, or product introduction to a new market. Um, I think both those definitions suck. <laughs> I love, I love what, um, I love what uh, Martin says. He says clearly, clearly the Gartner folks have not listened to my a plan is not a strategy video. Um, I, th I think that, you know, when, when, when we ask the question, when you ask the question, what is good a market strategy? This is actually a place where I'm not a huge fan in, in defining the, um, like I'm not a huge fan in in the like I think it's really hard to define strategy. We talked about it many times. Right. So, so what is go to market strategy? Go to market strategy is strategy, and it's the component that relates to how you're going to market. Now I, I want to I'm having a little fun here. One of the things that I've believed in for a very long time, I remember, it was a Jim Rohnism, um, to you know beware of people who tell you they manufacture antiques, um, and and so. You know, it, it, it's funny because back in the early 2000s, I talked about go-to-market strategy and I talked about go-to-market. And, and a lot of people weren't talking about it. And, and, and the term go-to-market kind of disappeared and it's since come back. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, you know, what's, what, what's old is new again. What is go-to-market strategy? It's the choices that you make that, that enable you to win on the path that you're on. So, so I'll give you a, a little quote here from, or a little framework from um, 
from Roger Martin. And then I'll, and then what I'll share is what I think go to market strategy is basically how you answer five questions. And then, and then how you put that into real life action and, and evolve from that. Okay. But, um, this is what, this is what Martin calls the strategy choice cascade. Um, what is your winning aspiration? So what is winning? And remember, we're playing an infinite game. We're not playing a finite game. Yep. Where do you play? How do you win? What are your must-have capabilities? And what are your, what he refers to as enabling management systems? How do you enable, how, how do you play to your strengths? How okay. do you set up your organization to play to your strengths and, and to mitigate your weaknesses? And they feed into and on each other. Now, for me, the way that I've approached it, and this is, this, you know, this has been on our website for a long time. I would probably, I think I would probably update it, um, but I'm just going to share how I'll, I'll stand behind it still. So here's the five questions that I think are part of um, what you need to be able to answer to have a, you know, to say that here's our go-to-market strategy. What is our business model and how can we best exploit it? Who do we want to be a hero to? Providing a clear definition of your ideal client profile, target personas, and jobs to be done. So, I want to I want to reemphasize that the single most important question a business can answer, and as a matter of fact, if a business can only answer one question, the question it needs to answer is: Who do you want to be a hero to? Who do you exist to be a hero to? Who are you absolutely indispensable for? Third question: How does our value proposition stand out and resonate with our customers, while distinguishing us from competitive and alternative options? How will we position ourselves in our selected markets to achieve the right message message market fit that resonates with our target market and stimulates meaningful conversations? And how will we profitably acquire and retain customers and revenue? Those are the five questions that come, you know, how you answer those questions, then the guiding policy that's created. So I think the answers to those questions gives you a diagnosis of your go-to-market also provides the, the guiding policy for the actions that you take that feed into that. How does that evolve? Um, that is go to market strategy. Okay. So it so, really is just, it is strategy. I actually had a, um, I'm not going to say who this time, but, but I had, cause you know, there are a lot of marketing agencies, a lot of sales agencies where, you know, and they talk about themselves as being strategic and, yep. and I go, well, who do you work with? Well, we work with the CMO. I'm like, okay. Who do you work with above the CMO? Who do you, well, no, no, we work with the CMO. We're as high as you can get. No, no, you're not as high as you can get. Right. Right. The strategy is set by the senior team. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So, so if you're not understanding that, then, then that's not strategic. And you know what? That's okay. You yeah. don't have to be strategic. But this whole aspect of let's use the word strategic because it sounds more valuable. By the way, here's another thing about strategy as it relates to execution and tactics. Because it's strategic, it's not tactical. Because strategic is valuable and tactical is not valuable. But you know what's interesting about that? What? Which is responsible for generating actual cash flow? Strategy or tactics? Tactics. Tactics. Yeah. Tactics generate cash flow. Yeah. You know how much, you know how much cash flow strategy generates? Zero. Zero. <laughs> right? What, what strategy does is it protects cash flow. What do you mean market. by what do you mean by that? How does strategy well, protect? Did you ever have a Nokia phone? I did. Do you know at one time that phone was amazing? I remember. <laughs> like when you were in high school. Yep. Could you have even imagined a Nokia phone? So I was in high school when I had a Nokia phone. Okay. When I was in high school. <laughs> when I was in high school. Could you have even imagined anything? <laughs> Right. I mean, so, no, I, I so what happens? So, so what happens over time is that it, it, it's the commoditization cliff, right? Everything gets commoditized over time. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and, and so what strategy does is strategy continues to provide distinction and value so that you're, you know, why will you keep buying from me? Right. Right. So how do you, how do you take this and put it into actual real world execution? Like how do I, so, so that's the second, that? I'm glad you asked that question. Cause I, I actually, um, stopped halfway through my explanation that we, we talked about, you know, there's strategy, you know, would you rather have good strategy or good execution? And, and the difficulty with that is 
the moment you say that, you don't understand strategy. There is no strategy without execution. Right. You might have a plan without execution. Mm-hmm. Right. But strategy is execution. Execution is strategy. Right. It, it's like what we talk about with playbooks. Right. You have a playbook. Yeah. Um, you have a playbook. Whether you realize it or not, you have a playbook, you have an MO, you have a way of doing things, right? We, we, we talked about this a little bit with systems and system design. Like your system is perfectly designed to yield the results that you're experiencing, right? So if you want to change the results you're experiencing, you need to change your system, Yep. right? Your strategy is your execution. Now, your execution may not look like your plan, but your plan is not your strategy. Right. 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 So if you say, would you rather have someone who has good strategy or good execution? If I have good strategy, then I might be doing the wrong things today. I mean, that's what you're saying is do, do you want someone with good strategy doing the wrong things today or someone with bad or without strategy doing the right things today? And, and there, that's a really easy question to answer. I want the right strategy because right. if I have the right strategy, the execution will adjust. Right. Whereas if I have the right execution, theoretically, then I'm just lucky. Right. So, so how do you put it into action? Um, like, I don't, I don't know. How do you breathe? You just do. How did you learn how to walk? Did you get up and just walk? I mean, you probably did. Yes, obviously. Um, no, you fall down. Well, you know what you do before you fall down? You figure out how to pull up. You wobble. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you put strategy in emotion? How do you, how do you put it in execution? How do you apply? You wobble, right? You answer the question. Yeah. Right. You answer the questions. You, you act, right? It goes like it, maybe I'm just too simple of a person, right? Cause it all kind of comes back into the same two to four or five frameworks or processes, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you make some decisions, you take action, you, you get a result, you learn, you apply it to your next set of decisions, you take actions in alignment with that or as best you can with an alignment in that, and, and, and you move forward. Uh, you know, think, think about what our experience over the last five years has been. You know, we, we, we've gone through the last five years truly a strategic transformation. Yep. And I would say that it's, it's been a little bit messy. A little bit. <laughs> what was it, two weeks ago? We, we articulate it fully in one session and it looked and sounded beautiful. Yep. Right. The feedback that we've gotten is, is right. Now I'm already seeing the way that we've talked about it and the way that it's being interpreted. Ah, uh, not quite. Right. Yep. So. Yep. Right. It's so we're, you know what? We are absolutely in the wobbling stage right now. Right. But, but we're, 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 we're clear to our intent. We have systems in place to inform execution. By the way, I'm getting asked a lot of questions. Should we do this or should we do that? And my answer is, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem overtly stupid. It doesn't seem criminal. It doesn't seem like it will knock us back three levels. Yep. Let's, let's find out. Cause, Cause you know what, if, if somebody knew what to do, we wouldn't need strategy, right? So, so strategy is the process of how do you make trade-offs and the way you make trade-offs is, is action. This, by the way, decisions, like to me, decision without action is not a decision. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah. I can understand someone made a decision. They haven't take, they, they haven't taken action. I mean, you know, we talk about coachability. Coachability is, is, is do you adjust? Right. Um, if you have all the intent, like I was not a very coachable baseball player. Really? Yeah. Now for two reasons. One was, especially when I was younger, I mean, the number one reason was I lacked talent, right? And by the way, if, in case you haven't noticed this, if you're doing something mm-hmm. and you don't have talent for it, you're not going to be very coachable. Right. Yeah, Right. sure. So, so part of my problem was, is I did not have the mind body connection to make my arms or hands do what I wanted them to do. So, so even when I was 
willing to be coached, even when I, when I was open to being coached, I wasn't very coachable because, I mean, I tried really hard. And, and, and I mean, candidly on the teams that I was on, probably the only thing that kept me on the team was that, hey, if, if I had everybody, I mean, I wasn't quite Rudy Rudiger. Okay, I was nowhere close to Rudy Rudiger on effort. But, but, I, but you know, the effort is what, is what kept me down. Now, by the way, the second reason, especially when it came to baseball, is that far too often, especially when I was younger, I was pretty sure that I knew more than they did. So I didn't necessarily listen to them. I, li- I like to think I've matured over the years. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I, I think that that, um, like, I, I don't remember what your question was. But that's kind of what, I, that's kind of what this show is about, isn't it? You ask the question, and you and you go off on it, and a then totally, I completely forget a totally different. Asked. So I asked, how how do you trans? How do you do this in real life? How do you translate this to real world? Like, how do you how do you actually execute on it? And and your your response was, answer the questions, do the things. How do you breathe? Yeah, <laughs> you, you you start off um you start off with wags. Yeah, you know what wags are, right? Uh, wild ass guesses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then, then you begin to learn a little bit, and wags become swag. Scientific wild ass guesses, right? And and all a all a swag is is a wild ass guess with a with a hypothesis, with a reasonable hypothesis. You know, I think it, I hate to give Zig Ziglar credit for this, but I think it was Zig Ziglar who said, "You know, what are you willing to do poorly so that you can do it well?" Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone's born with strategy. Now, what's interesting is humans are very strategic creatures, mm-hmm. right? And and if you think about it, this is where if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with a group. The 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 complexity is being able to sustain it and trans and and to scale. So the, so this to so the group component brings me to another question I had, which is, you know, how often should you be? talking about your go-to-market strategy, how often should you be reworking or iterating on it? Like, like how, how frequently should these conversations be happening? How, how much should you be really looking at this with a critical? It's an interesting question because it has two answers that are diametrically opposed. You're always working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we, we live in a complex ecosystem. Mm-hmm what what we change changes everything that comes after it and before it plus everything else is changing right so so you're always tweaking it you're always taking a critical viewpoint to it that that you know it it the the problem is like we're not the people to go to this is not the show to listen to if you want reductive maxims um break things break things fast you know, I believe in break things fast. I believe in right. shit fast, right? Yep. Except then we've got a 50 cent O-ring on the, that, 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 that seals the fuel on the space shuttle that someone goes, ah, we got to go. You got to ship, right? It, you know, it, yep. it's the same mindset. So, so again, it's, it's not like that Facebook was wrong for that mantra. It's that Facebook took it too far. So you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Consider what's the best shot. Like they're both true. So I think that you like should very rarely be talking about your strategy. Mm-hmm. I think once when you're talking about your strategy, what you're doing, and I, I want you to hold me on this. I want, I want you to, I want you to listen to what I'm saying from, from a, from a critical viewpoint here on, I think I practice this, but if I don't, I want to get into practicing this. Mm-hmm. I think when you're talking about, like if, when, when the team goes, when the leader goes, our strategy is, our strategy is, our strategy is. Yeah. Right. You need to understand that's not our go-to-market strategy. Right. Yep. That's all about ego. Mm-hmm. That is self-flatulation. Yep. What, what should you be talking about? Who do we want to be a hero to all the time? Right. So, so I'm not, I'm not talking about the strategy all the time. I'm talking about our answers to the questions all the time. So it's fascinating that that's one of the questions. Like, 
I've, we've talked through those five questions, obviously. I, I didn't know you were going to go quite there, but I probably th think literally the question, who do we want to be a hero to, at, at least on a weekly basis, if not a daily basis. Like that, that question is in the back of my mind. And I think to your point about strategy and execution being connected, like one place where we really started to get in our groove and grow and, and, and build out our team, I think is where that strategy got communicated to the right team members who could then execute on and feedback loop into, and, and then the strategy improves and then the execution improves. And I think that's the place where it doesn't get talked about enough because everybody has this want to be a strategist. Everybody has this drive to want to dictate the strategy, but we don't think about the execution feeding into that when we're talking about these things. You know, it, when, when I was young, someone got me a mug. It said, what I want is all of the authority with none of the responsibility. <laughs> it's my goal every day, what Doug. Is that, what does that mean <laughs> that someone got me that when I was young? Already, anyways. Um, I think that's what we talk about. I, th I think that's when, when, when we say everybody wants to be a strategist. I think it's the same thing because I don't actually believe everybody wants to be a strategist because because you see what happens when they're in the strategist role or when they're in the strategist mode. Like being a strategist is hard because because yeah. because how would you feel if you lived in a world where there were no right decisions? Yep. How would you feel if 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, except once every four year? where you got an extra day bonus of having no idea if you were right or wrong or no idea if you were right. You might have an idea that you're wrong. If you're wrong, you're disqualified and fired. So you're either fired or you don't know that you're right. <laughs> and, and by the way, the fact that my strategy, which I don't even understand the idea of my strategy is right because that, that, that infers that, that it's static. Yeah. Right. But at any moment that your strategy is, working mm -hmm. yep you know it's like a baseball swing it takes hours and thousands of repetitions to get your swing where you anywhere close to where you want it to be it takes a moment to lose it. Mm -hmm. right and 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 so i think people say they want to be strategists or they're striving to be strategists because they want to make the decision right they want to be the decider but then they also don't necessarily want to live with the consequences of, of, of that decide, right? It, it's that pursuit of certainty that, that, that comes in. You know, the, the thing that's interesting, if you take a look at our history, and I think we're a fairly good history because we're totally bootstrapped. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're on the pioneer side of what's going on. So like, there's a whole bunch of things that said, we, we chose to play a hard game. Yep. But I got, I got into it with Pete about verticals and, uh, <clears throat> verticals versus horizontals, et cetera. And I said, look, I totally get verticals are, you know, verticals an easier game to play typically. Yep. Um, we chose a horizontal game, which in choosing that game, there was much less margin for error. Here's what I understood, right? Because we're a small company, because it was funded by me, because I was in the lead role, because all those things, right? I'm not built to win the simple game. Right. Right. I, I will our costs will be too high to play the simple game. Yeah. Right. And, and, and candidly, once it's known and it's all about exploit, mm -hmm. you know, we're building our team to be able to support more and more of it. But, but if that's what you're looking for, then I mean, that's why we talk about no man's land. When you're on the other side of no man's land, it, it's okay that you're going to go work with somebody else. Cause there's like, if that's what you're focused on, if that's what you're, your compelling issue is then, you know, that's not what we live, eat, breathe, think, et cetera. So, <clears throat> so when you look at those decisions that we made, one of the things that we've always suffered from is we've never had the resources that we needed. And you, you're probably the only person that's been here long enough to, to remember this, that we didn't build it linearly. Right. The, yep. the number one thing that I would always get pushback on in, from peers and others was about, you know, these things aren't connected. You're trying to do too many things. You're, and then 
I remember because you were one of the people who actually came and said to me when they started connecting, okay, this was one of the things, I don't think you use these words exactly, that you took on faith. Like you, you believed that they would connect. Yeah. Because we had talked about it and you had trust in me. That, right. But I remember you said, I knew they would connect. I didn't know where or when they connect. It's pretty fascinating to see that they're connecting. Right. Yep. The other thing was like when we presented the strategy last week, and even if you think about how we've gone through over the last, you know, the three months before that, as it was really getting articulated. Yep. There was nothing new. It was all stuff that we'd been talking about. And then my single, the single funnest thing. The single funnest. The single funnest thing. Um, And I don't know, you didn't have a viewpoint of it. I did as I was presenting it to the team was the graphic of growth barrier, repeatable sales and marketing Mm. or or ceiling of complex, right. Ceiling of complexity, right. Um, Demand creator, right. That that was created 16 years ago. And, and it's like, we wouldn't create something that simple anymore, which by the way, kind of cracks me up. It's part of my issue with graphic design in general, but we wouldn't create something that simple. But when you, when, when you saw it and, I, and you saw it before we presented it, obviously, but like that nails us, like that nails, like that's the napkin drawing. Yeah. I mean, by, I by the think way, that I was saw the exercise it. where that came from was the, was, it was called the napkin drawing. Yeah. So I, I think I saw it probably three years ago, three or four years ago, framed up the same way, by the way, Hey, and, and that was, that might've even been the point where I realized, okay, this is where we're going this, but yeah, it is kind of fascinating that that's been. And, and, and so for all this change, right. Yep. What No, I, I probably actually, I don't think it would have made, I, I, I don't regret this. I don't think I would do it differently. It would be easy to call it differently. We, it, it's only in the last six months that we were at the point where we could, say, okay, we're on the other side of, of the transformation, Mm -hmm. All these things we were talking about, the, the, the place where, and and one reason why I think, you know, some of the stuff we're seeing from our team in the last two weeks is, is, you know, the, the dots got connected and now, now it's a strategy. Yep. Right. But, but we wouldn't have been there if we had been talking about it as, okay, what's the strategy? What's yeah. the strategy? Because when you talk about it as what's the strategy, the manifestation of it is always what's the plan. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and the problem with the plan is no plan stands up to the complexity and speed of life. Absolutely. And, and that's why the quote, you know, the, the, the Eisenhower quote, at least that's who I've seen it attributed to. Oh, that, that was the first attribution that I saw of, Plans are useless. Planning is essential. So I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of planning, right? Yep. But the strategy is not the plan. Yep. Right. And if we can articulate the answer to these five questions, right, that creates the center point. That creates the North Star that allows you, that enables you to align your vectors. That that provides the the, the point of view that each individual can unlock their genius, right? That becomes the playing field. Yep. That each individual can begin to unlock their genius to interpret the situation their way, right? And it takes years and hours and thousands of iterations to get it to the point where it has clarity. And it takes a moment to lose it. Absolutely. And, and, and so I think as, as we get bigger, which means we get more complex. I think that my job, the CEO's job, mm-hmm. the senior team's job is to be maniacal about what that is and to be intolerant of, yep. of, of misunderstanding, right? And, it, and it's not because we're trying to beat you up. It's because it only takes a small fracture for this to be interpreted three degrees out. And now you're back to being all over the place. Well, and so to that point, this actually happened in a very specific way for me recently with one of the clients that, that, that we're on, we were not in a good place. 
we had dropped the ball on a few things. We were totally on our heels. And, and I was really operating in a place of, okay, well, I don't want to, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to bring this up. I don't want to do this. And I remember you said to me, Jess, we got to play our game. We can't, we can't play our game because what I'm going to guarantee you is if we don't do that, we're going to lose it. We might lose them if we play our game, but if we don't play our game, we're going to lose them. And that was six months ago. We are now in a place where we've completely turned it around. And I see, you know, hindsight, benefit of hindsight. Yeah, that, that was the right decision that made sense. And that's, and, and had we not had a clear go to market strategy, I don't know that that would have been as clear to me. Yeah. And you know, you, you've seen it. We've lost clients playing our game. We've lost clients not playing our game. Yeah. And losing clients, playing losing clients, so not playing better. our game sucks. Yeah. Losing clients when we play our game, I don't like it. Although, yeah. you know, one of the things that's going to happen is we're going to lose some clients playing our game right now because our game has changed. Yep. Right. And, and I'm not going to like it, but, but I have to understand it. Right. That's, that's, I always say one of the big issues with strategy is, and, it, and it's why I hate plants or I don't hate plants. Cause I told you earlier, I love plants, <laughs> but calling plants strategy is it's really easy to, to articulate your intent. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and what I see is people like this, this is where strategy is different from vision. And actually, if you look at a lot of the questions, mm-hmm. the, a lot of questions that we get here on prep, if you think about it, if you were to replace strategy with vision, yeah, those questions make sense. How do you translate <laughs> your vision into action? <laughs> right. 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 By the way, you yeah. know how to translate your vision into action? How? Strategy. Okay. <laughs> right. Because right. again, yeah. Yeah. No, strategy is action. Yeah. Strategy is action. Right. Right. Um, and, and so the, you know, the, the aspects of a vision is I get to, I put one foot firmly in, in the, on the property of where I want to be. And you know what that gets you? Nothing. Nowhere. You know what gets you somewhere? When you take the other foot out of where you were. Yeah. And that's the hard part, right? I mean, I, and I'm, I'm going to be completely clear with everybody listening to this. I'm going to, we're updating elements of our website based on the decisions that we've made. And there's a couple things I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> right. Um, cause, cause some of the decisions that we're making, yeah, they're going to cost us something. We're going to lose. Yeah. Right. And, and, and this is probably, this is the biggest strategic transformation that we've made. This is probably the third transformation that we've made. So, so we're always working on it. Yep. But I, I think at, at the core of your strategy is what is your value proposition? What is the problem you solve? Who is it for? So, so what has happened for us in the last three years is the answer to the question of who do we want to be a hero to has, has transformed. It hasn't just yes. changed. It's transformed. Yeah. Right. Yep. We still love the people that we were a hero to three years ago. We yep. care about them. I think we're highly valuable to them. I think in most in most cases, we're the best choice for them. We know it better than anybody else. But that is not who we are a hero to. And, and by the way, over the next two to three years, I can't promise you that we'll still be the best choice because right. I'm not thinking like we're not thinking about that every day. That, that's not what's driving all of those things. And so when you change your who, you yeah. change your company. So when you say, how often should your strategy change? Well, your strategy is always changing. How frequently should you go through a strategic transformation or strategy transformation? Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure there are companies that have never, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there are companies that have been around for a very long time that have never gone through a strategy transformation, at mm-hmm. least from the point that they got to, right. you know, maybe when they were super small or something like that, there, it, it would have changed. But I, I, I mean, I would say if it changes more than, um, I don't know, if, I mean, like if it's changing more than five years, that's way too frequent. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, and again, like, you know, we, we think again, because we think of strategy as plan, one right. of the issues about that is it becomes really constraining. I have no idea where we're going to be five years from now. Yep. Right. 
I know what we'll be doing. Right. right? We'll be identifying the areas of friction that prevent buyers and sellers from being able to communicate and get along and understand each other. Yep. I, I agree. Totally agree. One note, one comment before I go to takeaways on the transformation of who we want to be a hero to and kind of the churn of where we're by playing our game. Sometimes we lose, we lose clients that also happens faster. And I mean that in a good way, like we're not getting pulled down by clients that aren't a fit as much anymore as we've gotten clearer and clearer on this. So that is one benefit of us kind of continually iterating on this, talking about this, working on it. Um, okay, so a couple of takeaways that I have. Uh, so I, I really like the definition for go-to-market strategy of it's the choices that you make that enable you to win. I didn't think about connecting choices, to go to, but it really is. Um, and then the fact that it's not stagnant and that strategy feeds execution, which then feeds strategy, which then feeds execution, which then continues to feed your strategy. Yeah. So, so I just, I don't want to be, I, I don't mean to pick on it semantically, mm -hmm. but I don't think that strategy feeds execution. You think they're the same thing? I think strategy is execution. I think right. execution is strategy. I think, I think that the hypothesis feeds the action, feeds the result, feeds the learning, which feeds the hypothesis. Okay. Right. Okay. Fair. Right. Yeah. Um, because, because choice is the action that you take. So, so if we choose to focus on market A instead of market B, but we continually, because we came from market B, continually to make concessions to market B, because then, then the choice we made was not to choose market A over market B. Like yep. the plan may have been, but but the choice was not. The choice is the action. And 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 so again, if your strategy, like if you want to know what your strategy is, don't show me your plan. Look at your actions. Look at the decisions yep. that are being made on a daily basis. Then what you do is compare like a, a value of a strategic document, a strategic plan is it's a statement of intent. It's kind of like values. I feel the same way about values, right? Don't tell me what your values are. Oh yeah, I gotcha. I can yep. see what your values are. Right. right? Yep. Um, now, why do we state our values? Well, it, it's, a, it's a signal, right? It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a social signal. Yep. It's a way to say, hey, who wants, who, who wants to be part of this? It's also a way for us to state our intent and then say, okay, are we, are we living in alignment with what we say we want to be living with? Right? Yep. So strategy is the same thing as well. These are the choice, like the plan. These are the choices we want to be making. Now let's take a look at what are the choices that we are making. Yep. How close, how, how similar are those two things? Right. But, but make no mistake. Your strategy is whatever's actually happening on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. That is your strategy. Right now, if you don't articulate this and, and, and we were in a place where we didn't have enough clarity to clearly communicate to that. So, so we knew mm -hmm. that was, you know, that, that, that added to a little bit of bumpiness, right? Yeah. Um, then, then we got clear and I just had to loosen my collar a little bit, <laughs> which, which again, being the person that, that advocated the focus Right. It was like, okay, our, um, this is really good as a vision. <laughs> um, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, I want to have a salad for lunch today. <laughs> and, and so, like, if you don't have those five choices, but I, I will say this about strategy from a mindset standpoint. Strategy from a mindset standpoint is an upstream mindset. Yep. Right. So strategy is thinking in systems, not in tech, not in applications. That's a piece of a system. It's thinking in complex systems. Right. And that, and that's why you're always working on it. But again, I think, I think businesses would do better to make better choices, to more clearly articulate their choices, to communicate those choices, to, to um, embody those choices in playbooks, 
yep. and, and processes yep. and methodologies and, and spend less time talking about strategy. Agreed. And, Agreed. and more time talking about the choices and how are we making those choices and what's leading to those actions. And I think that is what will like you ever hear you're watching a football game and they say they're a second half team. Yeah. Right. What that means is they go into the locker room at halftime. They look at what happened in the first and they, they have, they have a framework to go, okay, here's what we saw. Here's what we learned. Right. Adjustments. The, the, you know, you know how I say is the juice for, is the juice worth a squeeze here? Mm-hmm. You know how I've said that before. Yeah. When I coached baseball, probably more than the juice worth the squeeze to what I say today was, did you make an adjustment? Or if you mm-hmm. really want to, like, if you wanted to know what Doug Davidoff was saying in a game that mattered while he was in the dugout and everyone else and, and no one else was around him, what was he saying? He was saying, will you make a fucking adjustment? Right. And that's what strategy does. That, that, that's what a clearly articulated strategy does. That's what clearly articulating these choices do is they enable people to make the adjustments that need to be made. And so I, it's crucially important. And, you, you know, the last question that you didn't ask is, is go-to-market strategy important for everyone? Th- this is where I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to go full loop on this, right? Uh-huh. Everybody goes to market. If you're a business and you yeah. generated a dollar of revenue, you go to market. Whatever it is you're doing to get that dollar of revenue, that is your go-to-market strategy. So go-to-market strategy is only important if breathing is important to humans. <laughs> Because if you're doing anything, yeah, my my favorite bad quote: "Hope is not a strategy." Yep. Right. Yeah. It's wrong. That's a that's a, that is a factually incorrect strategy statement. I'm sorry. That is a factually incorrect statement. Correct. That is a factually incorrect statement. Hope is a strategy. As a matter of fact, not a hope good is one. probably the most common strategy out. there. It's just not a very good one. As a matter of fact, I'll go so far as to say it's a bad one. Yeah. Right. And and that's my take on go-to-market strategy. And that's a great way to wrap us up. By the way, it's a great example of why listeners to this episode, listeners mm-hmm. of this podcast, the Top of Ops podcast on Spotify, according to our data, It is why you need to remember, just say no to shitty RevOps. Until next time, everybody. (laughs) And that's a wrap on this episode of The RevOps Show. Everyone goes to market and has a go-to-market strategy. It's only important if breathing is important to humans, aka you should be paying attention to your go-to-market strategy if you haven't been before. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Leave us a review and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess about go-to-market strategy, email me at hannahatliftenablement.com or hit us up on formerly Twitter, now X, at Demand Creator. I'm going to echo Doug again on this one. Until next time, just say no to shitty RevOps.